Amen. Tonight, I want to open up by reading a passage of Scripture out of the book of Jude. There's one chapter in the book of Jude, and I just want to just give it to you as a reminder here. Uh, We live in perilous times, y'all. And not only do we live in perilous times, but let me say this to you. You have to be very careful because the enemy will try to Uh, You know, we've been talking about uh, Jesus being Lord over the satanic realm. We've been talking about that on Sunday mornings at 9.05. So just in case you don't know, every Sunday morning at 9.05, if you want to get a seminary-style teaching, amen. If you want to get a seminary-style teaching, if you want to know more and grow more, Amen. 905 is the place to be. Amen. So I encourage you to come on out and get a word on Sunday mornings. Amen. It's kind of like Sunday school. Amen. But but it's but it's enhanced. It's got a little bit of a little bit of meat on it. Amen. And uh, Jude chapter one. Well, there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. I want to look at verse 17. It says, "But you, beloved, ought to remember the words." that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, in the last time, there will be what? Mockers. Following after their own ungodly lusts. 19. There are the ones who cause what? Division. Worldly-minded devoid of spirit, but I love verse 20. Verse 20 says, but you, my goodness, but you, but you, beloved, building up what? Yourselves, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, look at verse 21. Look at verse 21. Keep yourself, read it for me. Keep yourself, I want to read it like this. Keep yourself in love with God. Amen. Amen. I don't know why you got to keep yourself in love because if you love him, you love him. You follow what I'm saying? It's not, listen, there's a song that says it's easy to love him. Amen. Why? Because he's wonderful. It's easy to love him, but, but he says in the latter times, he says, Keep yourself in the love of God, watch this, waiting anxiously for the mercy of who? The Lord Jesus. And have what? Mercy on some who are what? Doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy who fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Now, what the writer here, amen, is trying to get across to us. That in a time where the world and in a time where there's so many things competing for your love. Amen. How many you know that there's some, somebody's competing for your love? And I want to tell you something. The enemy wants you to fall out of love with Jesus. And saints, I want to tell you something. There's something about a person that falls out of love with Christ. You know what happens to them? They start fading away. Amen. They start doubting. They start living, amen, a life, watch this, devoid of God. And let me say this to you, a life that does not have God in it cannot grow. Are you with me? And so as we are uh, uh, talking about and been dealing with the fact that we must multiply. It brings me to what I want to talk about tonight. Amen. So if you have your hand out, I just wanted to read that to you. And I told you the last time we were reading, last time we were on this lesson, uh, I told you that we must go where the what? Where the fish are, right? We got to go to where the fish are because if we don't go where the fish, where we can find fish, Amen. Then how is it? Can we get some fish? Right? And oftentimes we're trying to get people to come to church, 
But here's what we got to do. We got to go where they are. We got to go reach them right where they are. And oftentimes, saints, amen, what happens to us is we neglect that responsibility as a believer. Saints, we are all, we are all obligated to some degree, amen, to go out and go to where the fish are, amen, so that we can do it, amen, so we can reach them. So if you got your Bible, go to Mark chapter 5 for me. Mark chapter 5. Amen. And verse 19, if you go there for a minute. If you back up a little bit. And, and, and I told you the last time I was going to deal with this, I wanted to go. Uh, we're going to go to John, uh, John chapter 2, but go there to John chapter, uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 19. And look what it says. Somebody read that for me. And he did not what? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Remember we did this last, last week? He said, go home to where? And do what? What, what? What great things, the what? What great things the Lord has what? Now, now watch this. Watch this now. Oftentimes we forget what God has done for us. I wish I had somebody. Oftentimes after you've come out of the the, the ruins of life. Yeah. Amen. You know, this man was demon-possessed. We talked about this, right? He, he was demon-possessed. He had legions in him. And I don't know what you had before you came to Jesus. Come on, somebody. But, but we all had something. Anybody here had something? Yeah. Amen. And, and guess what? Guess what? Jesus, he wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus said to him, hey, hold, hold on a minute. You, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go where? Where is he sending him to fish? Here's a man who was living in the cemetery for years. I wish I had somebody. You know what I love about Jesus? He takes some of the most unlikely people. He, listen, listen, he picked me up. <laughs> Amen. Listen, I want to tell you something. Amen. There was nothing really good about me. Now, I know you may have an inflated view of yourself. I wish I had somebody. But when Jesus saw you, <laughs> amen, amen. I want to tell you something. He, listen, he saw the real you. Amen. You know, people will smile and they'll say, oh, I love, you know, I'm, I'm an humble person. I'm so sweet and nice. But guess what? God knows you. And in spite of God knowing you, guess what he did? He handpicked you to be part of his what? Kingdom. And so he says, he says, and he, he did not let him, but he said to him, verse 19, go home to where? To your what? People. Let me tell you about your first missionary ministry. You know where your first ministry is? Well, thank you, Jesus. It's where? Where is it, y'all? Where is it? It, it? That word, that word is oikos in the Greek. Oikos is how they say it. Amen. And the word oikos means family. Amen. Jesus was telling this man, listen, I want you to go home to your family members. Listen, here's the thing. I understand that not all family members are going to believe you. But here's the thing, your story is important and your testimony is even more important. Amen. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. You have to preserve your testimony, but watch this. When we get home, you know what we do? We drop our guards. We allow, watch this, we allow family members. I've seen it happen in the ministry. Where family members can cause you and I to start even doubting God. Do I have anybody? Jesus told this man, listen, if they don't believe me, they're going to believe you. <laughs> because watch this. See, oftentimes when folk around you that's close to you start losing their mind, you know what you got to remind them of? 
Remind them of where you were when Jesus found you. Y'all going to make me work tonight. Y'all going to make me work tonight. Remind them that you wasn't always together. Remind them that, listen, I used to be in the cemetery, but now I'm in the church. Come on, somebody. And that's what this man's mission was. Jesus gave him a mandate and a mission. And what was that mission? Go home. <laughs> Go to your family. Amen. Your best witness is among the people that's closest to you. But then Jesus backdoors us and said, a prophet is without honor where? In his own home. And do you not know sometimes the most difficult people there is to witness to is your children? Amen. Is your cousins? Amen. Is your wife, your husband? It's hard to witness to family members. Are you with me? But Jesus told the man, he said, listen, go home. Go home to who? Your people, and watch this now. See, this is the problem right here. He says, report, amen. This word is different than the word you and Gilead. The, the word is agapakelo, and the word means to go home and tell, amen. Report, that's what that word report means. And what he's saying to him is, I don't want you to go home and preach to them. You're not qualified to preach just yet. But what I want you to tell them, amen, let's look at the text. The, see, because sometimes we think, right, that in witnessing, we got to know all this scripture stuff. Amen. You know, listen, listen to me. The devil is subtle. And, and listen, the one thing about the devil, he works very slowly. He waits. The Bible says he walks around like a roaring lion seeking someone to who? Devour. And what, listen, listen, he did it to Eve. Amen. Amen. He, he did it, he did it to uh, uh, Peter. Amen. He, he did it to Job's wife. A amen. You know, you know, and so you don't have to be all armed and ready because they're going to, guess what? They're going to reject the word, but guess what? They can't reject your testimony. Amen. Give God a praise for that. Amen. Do you remember me? Do you remember us? Do you remember when? <laughs> amen. Do you remember when? Somebody ought to say that tonight. Somebody, anybody here been through something? Y'all ain't been through nothing. Y'all ain't been through nothing. Y'all ain't been through nothing. Amen. Amen. How many remember when you were far from God? Amen. How many got a testimony tonight? That, that listen, you were far away from him. Amen. You had it together, but you were still a mess. So you thought you had it together. Watch the text. There you go. That's it. That's it. Self-help. You were looking in the self-help section of life to try to fix, watch this, a spiritual problem that you couldn't fix. Amen. I'm going to get excited by myself tonight. Watch, watch what he said. He said, go home to your family. Amen. Restructure your family and tell them, listen, hey, let me tell you something. I, you know, I know it may look jacked up right now, but look at me. Look at me. I'm not what I used to be. Come on, somebody. Back in the day, I'd curse you out. Back in the day, I, I, listen, I had no tolerance for this nonsense that you're talking about. But look at us now. We're no longer in the cemetery of life. Because the truth be told, when God found us, that's exactly where we were camping out. In the cemetery of life. Amen. We thought that the things that we were doing were so live. But we were just smoking ourselves to death. 
Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't trying to. Drinking ourselves, you know, just indulging in all kinds of, uh, you know, things that people do in the cemetery that got them to the cemetery. This man is in the cemetery. And then Jesus tells him, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to go out on the highways and the byways. I want you to go home first. And guess what I want you to do? I want you to get it together at home. You know why? Because home is your first ministry. It's your first ministry. And here's the thing. And you have a testimony that you can go home and say, listen, listen, hold on now. This is where God has brought us from. The movie that we watched last week, man, what commitment. How many of you saw yourself in Anukio? <laughs> Boy, that Anukio, man, that, man, that boy, man. And then, and then, and then the priest said, this is what the priest, priest said, this is the part that really, the, 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 the phrase that got me. He says, God, how can you love a wretch like him? How could you love somebody like him? You find what I'm saying? In our human condition, watch this. If you've tasted the goodness of God and you've turned back from God, Amen. The question is, how can God love us even when we turn our backs on him? That's love. Because the average person will do what? Done with you. Man, what commitment, right? Listen, I, and I told you, I, I, you know, when I first saw the movie, I didn't know if I had that kind of commitment. But I had to reevaluate after watching it four times. I said, okay, all right, God, I can do this. I can do it. Yeah, you know, I don't know, you know, if ISIS come, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know one thing, I have the information now. Am I willing to die for Jesus? I asked asked my class last night, I said, would you die for me? They're like, nope, wouldn't do nothing like that. (laughs) Shoot. They said, shoot, man, I don't know you like that. That's exactly what they said. I said, that's cold-blooded. Y'all come here. I teach y'all. You understand what I'm saying? The truth be told, we have a very, we have a a candy Christianity. That's all it is. It's fluff, man. It's just fluff. We're not as committed as we think we are. For the time somebody says something else, we get a bad attitude. I don't want to hear that. And, And not knowing it's God speaking. Amen. I was hurt. My feelings was a little hurt. <laughs> Amen. You know what I mean? I'm teaching. I'm sweating. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm empowering them to do better in life. You understand what I'm saying? And yet, <laughs> you wouldn't die for me? Nope. No, sir. Nope. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> Amen. Now, that's kind of deep, right? That's deep because here's the thing. Watch this. There's not many people going to die for you. But I know somebody who did it. Listen, don't let the enemy fool you. Remember, remember the passage of scripture I gave you? Our battle is not against what? So no matter what anybody has done to you, it's not them. Amen. It's never the person. It's what Satan has orchestrated. And you know what? one thing about the enemy? Let me tell you what he does. He does stuff and just walk away and act like he didn't do it. (laughs) And then he just leaves you, watch this, to figure it out. And laughing at you in the end. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, I want you to go home and I want you to report it to them. Watch this. What, 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 what? What, what? Can I ask you something? Can I ask you a question? Can anybody remember how great God was to you? What great things he's done for you? Huh? Why, why, why come? Why come we always forget? 
I'm just saying. Read the text. The text says, go back and tell them about how many Bible verses you got from me. What, what? See, and your greatest testimony, watch, your, your greatest story is your testimony. But what happens to us, saints, is this. We get comfortable in the blessings. And we start forgetting what great things. Anybody else? You wasn't finished. What else, man? <laughs> Amen. See, see, we all got to pass. If we, were to really, if we were to do some background checks right now, you'd be like, oh, shoot. I, I wouldn't sit next to you. But thanks be to God that he is, watch this, he, watch what he does. He locks up our past. He erases it. Watch this. So my background is clean. He told the man, he said, listen, go back and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. Can you put that in a sentence? Go back home tonight And tell your spouse, tell your children, God has been great to us. Amen. Amen. The reason we got these lights on, it's not because you're so smart. Because God has been what? Great, Great to us. We are living the life that we dreamed of. Oh, somebody's going to hear me here in a minute. Because God has been great to us. Amen. He didn't know no Bible. He didn't. He says, just tell them. You could, how many of you can tell that? That's why I want you to tell it. You know, when you could tell somebody that you came off the streets and you came off of doing drugs and you came out of doing this and doing that, and, and some of us, we may, that may not even be our testimony because we understand that you were a white-collar criminal. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. I know a few of them. Amen. They embezzle real estate and they, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you may not have done what I, yeah, I didn't do no drugs and stuff. Yeah, all right, cool. But we had, we had all kinds of stuff in our hearts. But when we met Jesus, and there are times where we struggle. But guess what he does for us, y'all? He pulls us out. Thank God for that. You see, the reason I want to witness to somebody else, the reason I want to share my testimony with somebody else, because I know possibly maybe my life may be a living witness to somebody else to help them not to go to hell. Amen. Watch the text. The text says, the text says, tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had what? Mercy. Listen, may I say this to you tonight? You know what that word mercy means? You always hear grace and mercy. The word mercy, it really means to have pity on. God had pity on you and me. Tell them. Tell them. You may not like my story right now. You may not understand what's going on, but family, let me just say something to you. We, God has shown us mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Listen, and and, and then, and then, and along with that mercy come what? Grace. Amen. Matter of fact, grace is what you didn't, you deserved it, but you didn't get it. Amen. And mercy comes along and say, hey, I'll take it. Amen. And so the man was given the mandate to go where the fish is so that he can start what? Fishing. 
Notice, Jesus used this man at the beginning of his conversion to go out and tell somebody else how great, how good, how great God has been. Saints, if you don't care for other people, if you don't care for the lost, something is wrong. Maybe you're not looking at your salvation the right way. See, we can lose what's called gratitude. All of us can become ungrateful. And when you become ungrateful, you stop telling the story. Watch the text. Verse 20. Somebody read that. Woo. Decopolis. Oh, my gosh. So what, what did he do? What did, what, see, here's a, here's a point for you. Obey. Obey. Go tell your family. Go where the fish is. And then what? Obey. God wants you to tell it. And sometimes God, you know, you know what? Sometimes people can't appreciate, see, what you've been through because they're not there or they can't identify it. And as I said today, when you're trying to talk to a person who has lost their mind, it's very difficult. But what you have to do is cause them to reflect. Listen, look at where we've been. Look at what has happened to us. Look at how far we've come. Now, can I ask you a question? Who brought us this far? See, Jesus. Testify, saints. Look what it says. And it says what? And everyone, watch this. He must have told a good story, didn't he? Look at the text. The text says what? What does the text say? And who? Everyone was what? Was amazed. See, don't just go there and say, well, you know, uh, I just got all the street. No, no, no. No, no, you got to tell it in such a way where it's so compelling. Saints, tell it, tell it, tell it, go tell it. Amen. Tell your story. Testify about how great, listen, the words are in the passage, how great and how merciful God has been to you. Amen. You don't have to throw no Bible scriptures at them. Just tell them. And sometimes we forget the children of Israel, you know what they did? Moses brought them through, right? What's the first thing they did when they, got, when, when they didn't get what they wanted. Who did they grumble against? The man of God. Pastor ain't nothing no more. He ain't about nothing. Amen. Pastor ain't about nothing. Church ain't about nothing. Guess what? He ain't about nothing. Why? Because you didn't get your way? That's exactly what they were doing out there in the wilderness. They were having a tantrum. Because things were not going the way, their way. So you have to, you know how you remedy that? Let's talk about where God was when he, where we were and who helped us to cross that Red Sea that we were getting ready to cross. And guess what? There was nobody there for us but the Lord. I'm talking to myself. Let's go have some wine. Go to John chapter 2. <laughs> talk about going where the fish is, right? John chapter 2. Let's go to where the, where the wine is. Somebody read that for me. Read that. Verse, verse 1. Watch this. Go where the fish is. Right? Watch this. All right. So, so remember this now. There's a wedding. Right? In Cana. Go ahead. Okay, okay, so let's talk a little bit. 
Now, they say you can bring anything to Jesus. <laughs> anything. <laughs> any issue, any whatever it is. You can bring anything to the Lord. But look, look, at, look at what Mary, 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 Mary knew something about her son. Mary knew, first of all, that Jesus could do something about it. About an issue like this. Now remember, when the, when, in a wedding, if the wine runs out, it's an embarrassment. Amen. Not only that, but the wine is illustrative of joy. That's what wine means. You know, merry. It makes you glad. You understand what I'm saying? Too much of it ain't good for you. All right? <laughs> but watch this. Now, I don't even think Mary knew what was, you know, Mary, Mary's like, hold on, man. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, you see that? <laughs> Have you ever read this before? Said to who? I mean, what does that got to do with Jesus? The wine ran out. His mother said to him, they have no wine. Amen. Look what Jesus did. Jesus said to her, woman, <laughs> he would always call his mama woman. No disrespect. He was just letting her know. What does this have to do with me? I, first of all, I came to the wedding. I really didn't want to come. Amen. So here I am. I'm in the wedding. I'm at the wedding. And, and, and then the wine ran out. And Jesus said, what does this have to do with me? He said, my hour has not yet come. He was thinking future. See what I'm saying? He was thinking about his death. So my hour has not come yet. And his mother said to the servants, now, now you can tell Mary is a little bit excited about her son. But watch this though. And, and his mother said to the servants, whatever, oh, I wish we had that kind of obedience. Saints, let me tell you something. You never know when you are in line for a miracle. And you never know how Jesus is going to bless you. But notice the instructions of Mary's mother to the servants. How did she know all of this? She knew that she knew someone who can do something about whatever. Watch this. What do you do when your wine runs out? <laughs> Listen, Jesus can do when specs is closed, you can't get that Kroger and all that. What do you do when the city is dry? Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Now, this, there's an illustration here. There's a, there's a point here that she said, verse 5 is key. She, what is she doing? What do you think she's doing? She's witnessing. That's what she's doing. So why, why do you say that? Because she says to them, verse 5, his mother said to the servant, whatever he says to you, can I ask you something? Is that your mindset? Whatever he says, do it. See, a lot of us come with reservations. Yeah, I'll do it, but. I'll do it, ah, but you know what? After I do this. 
you know what, I'll do it now. I'll, yeah, yeah, I want to do it, but uh, not today. I'll think about it. Look, verse 6. Now, there were seven, six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification. Containing what? 20 or 30 gallons each. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the what? Brim. Now, remember, these are pots that they would use for purification. When they come into the wedding, what they would do is they would wash their hands, wash their feet, right? Watch this. These are what you call rejected vessels. I wish I had somebody. You see, let me say this to you. You may not feel significant, but God can take an empty vessel Listen, he can take a vessel that's meant for common use and do a miracle with it. Do I have anybody? You are a vessel that God can use. Come on, somebody. To perform a miracle in the life of somebody else. There's an illustration here. See, a lot of us get caught up in the wine thing, but, but it's not about that. It's about these pots not being, watch this, suitable to be used. You know what Jesus was doing? Jesus was using the servant and the wine as a witness. <laughs> See, what he really wants from all of us is to be an obedient servant. One who will do exactly what he asks to do. Amen. A little Picasso piece tonight. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The vessel is empty. The servants are willing. He says, go get the pots. How many pots were there? There were six pots. Amen. And these pots were what? Empty. God can take a reject and use a reject. To help somebody to come to know him. Oh, don't you, don't you overlook yourself. Because God can use you. Just when you think it's over for you. Just when you think you can't go the extra mile. Just when you think life is just not turning out the way you want it to turn out. God can use you. The Bible says the pots were sitting there and then they took the pots and they followed what Jesus said to them. But look, the text says, so they filled them up to the what? To the brim. They could have filled it up halfway. See, but watch this. It was the ability to follow through and watch this. And then the expectation, watch this, causes them to go the extra mile. When we go out in the streets to witness to other people, when we talk to people in our jobs, when we talk to people at the cleaners, when we talk to them at the toll booths, when we talk to them everywhere we go, let me tell you something, have an expectation to fill it up all the way to the brim. What does the text goes on to say? What does it say? What does it say next? What does it say next? So they took it to him. He was minding his business. He wanted to have fun at the wedding. But now they want him to work. He said, take it out. Take it to the head waiter. Now the head waiter was like the the one who, you know, he's, he's orchestrating the whole thing, right? He, he's making sure everything is together. Y'all get the picture, right? Watch this. Now, I find it interesting. Watch this. The head waiter's job was to make sure that whatever he brought out, amen, would be the best. Watch the next verse. 
Boy, I love the Bible. The Bible is beautiful. Watch the Bible. When the head waiter <laughs> notice what the text says. When the head waiter tasted the water, my question is, when did it become wine? Did it become wine when they were pouring it? When they were being obedient? When they were filling it to the brim, or did it become wine when they poured it in the cup, and then they brought it to the waiter, and the waiter tasted it? You see, here's the thing. You don't know how God is going to work out. All you have to do is be obedient. Listen, when the Holy Spirit tells you to open your mouth and say something to somebody, open your mouth and say it. Watch this. The text says when he, the waiter had tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, every man serves the good wine first. And when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the what? Now, what he was saying was, <clears throat> when you first get there, they're going to give you top shelf. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the night, they're taking stuff, <laughs> wild turkey and stuff, and they're putting it in the, in, 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 uh, in. <clears throat> yeah, y'all, I wasn't always saved. <laughs> They're they, they going to put it in the Bacardi bottle, they, wild turkey. That's it's just wild turkey, right? They're going to put it in the, amen, whatever y'all drink, right? Amen. I don't want to give away y'all drinks. So I said, they're going to fill it up, and they're going to bring the what? The poorer for what? Last. Isn't that something? That's a practice that's been going on a long time. But watch what he says. He says, but you have kept... You have kept the what? Until now. You know what that tells us about Jesus? He can turn water into wine. <laughs> you thought I was going to get deep, right? You thought I was going to get deep, right? It's an illustration, y'all. That God can take you, an empty vessel, and pour you out before people. Come on, somebody. And you can become the life of the party. But guess what? You can become the life of the party for the right reasons. But first, you got to go home. <laughs> and you got to practice how to pour that wine at home. Amen. Because let me tell you something. When home ain't right, ain't nothing right. And if your heart ain't right, whoo, Lord have mercy, then nothing will be right. But Jesus used this opportunity. The text says only the waiters knew what they were drinking. But it tasted better than water. Thank God for that. The Bible says in verse 11, this beginning what? Of, of the signs of Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, watch this, and manifested his what? His what? See, people make it about the wine. It's about his glory. Your story reflects his glory. Put that on Facebook. Your story reflects his glory because what he wants from your life is glory. That's what he wants. He doesn't want you to just sit back and watch others just die off around you. He wants to use you to be a vessel. Are you with me? The text says, watch this. And watch this now. 
Watch, watch the rest of this text. And manifested his what? His glory and his disciples. What did it say? What did it say? Huh. You know what? A lot of people, they don't really believe. You see, when you're going, when you're going through something, guess what? I can come up here every Sunday and say I believe. Those disciples that he called, they didn't believe. They were going along with him. It's like, okay, you know, he called me. All right. I didn't see them do miracles. And you follow what I'm saying? But this very first time they saw him do something miraculous, don't let, don't let your belief system be based only upon what you have received from Jesus. But let your belief be about the fact that you know that he's God. The text says they believed. Now why didn't they believe him before? They saw a what? Miracle. And sometimes people won't believe Listen, and then there's some who have, ex- how many of you experience a miracle from God? How many of you have experienced a miracle? God is healed. Anybody here been healed? Huh? Amen. Anybody here been, uh, been, been delivered from anything? All right. Anybody here have gotten their right mind back again? Okay. You, you, do, do, let me ask you something. Did you believe then? Huh? How many believe that? How many of you, when you got delivered or healed, you, your belief system just went? Phew. How many of you, when, when you tasted the water and turned to wine, you started to believe? You're like, man, I believe this. I, shoot, I believe this. Now, here's a question I have for you. Do you still believe like you believed then? We're flawed people. That's what we are trying to live a life that's pleasing unto God. But here's the thing. Ask yourself a question. Do I really believe? Because if you really believe, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You will bring glory to God. That's the key thing. The key is to bring what? Glory from your what? Story. So when you get along with the pity party crowd, amen. Amen. And guess what happens? You're no different than them. And guess what? Your belief goes right out the window with them. Satan is very what? Subtle. Go to, go to uh, Acts chapter 18. The next thing we must do, not only go where the fish is, but we must analyze the environment. Analyze the what? The environment. Go to uh, Acts chapter 18 and verse 7. Somebody read that for me. Actually, back up to verse, uh, analyze the environment. Acts chapter 18, verse 7, but I want you somebody to read from verse 1 for me. This is Paul, huh? Corinth. Mm-hmm. Quillo. So we know he's Jewish, right? Claudius had made a... The Jews been having a hard time a long time. Okay? And so, so he commanded all the Jews to leave. And now Paul is now in Corinth. And he, what does he do? He runs into this couple. Okay? He came to them. All right, so, so notice this. 
What did Paul do? When he went to Corinth, God sovereignly connected him with people that did the same thing that he did. Come on, somebody. And you know why Paul worked? Because he used his, his, his occupation as a mission field. So while they were building, they weren't just building tents for Christians. They were building tents, hello somebody, for non-believers and for anybody that needed a tent built. Now, now Paul was a missionary. But he saw the need to what? To build tents. So what I'm trying to say to you is you got to analyze where God has placed you. See, sometimes we're complaining about the job. The same job that we prayed for. Amen. Somebody here don't have a job right now and you pray right now. Lord, please give me a job. Right? You're going to get the job, right? You're going to go to that job, right? And guess what you got to do? You got you to tell your story. Amen. I know they did a background check and drug test, but you got to tell the real story. I know you came back clean. Come on, somebody. But you remember the days when you wasn't clean? You remember the days when you were far away from God? You got to use your skills, amen, where you are. Use to analyze it and say, God, show me how to use my story here. You're going to work, and you know what I asked God to do for me today? Help me to be aware of what's going on around me. Help me not just to walk into this situation and get caught up in the environment at the job. Come on, somebody. You can get caught up in the culture of carnality and in the culture of the world, and you're just, you, listen, you and I, we don't look no different than them. Oh, man, I wish I had somebody. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, and what? And he was reasoning where? In the syn- synagogue. So, so it tells me that Paul had a job. But he went to church on Sunday. Actually, Saturday. They had not instituted Sunday uh, uh, just yet. Amen. Watch this. And he went to, he went, watch this. And he went every, notice it said, notice what it said. He was work. let me put it in layman's terms. He was working out of town. <laughs> but when he went out of town, guess what he found when he went out of town, Deke? Church. He, He found them a church. Watch the text. And trying to persuade the what? The Jews and Greeks. But when Silas and Timothy came down from what? Macedonia. Paul began what? Devoting himself what? Completely to the word. Doing what? Solemnly what? Testifying to the Jews. He stayed there. Right? He went out into his environment. He built some tent. He understood who was in his environment. Right? It was a Jewish environment. Come on, somebody. And guess what he did? After he had gotten the intel. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. God may be sending you to places, but you don't even know why he's sending you there. You got to open your eyes. He's sending you there so that you can open your mouth and say to somebody, do you know Jesus? Look at the text. The text says he was devoting himself, what? Completely to what? And doing what? What was he doing? What was he doing? Remember what, what I told you about your testimony. Huh? Your testimony must what? Bring him glory. He was testifying to the who? Jews. Now, do you understand what's going on here? First of all, 
after Jesus died, first of all, Jesus was a Jew. The Jews are the ones that persecuted, the Romans persecuted, but the Jews endorsed the bill. Put him on the cross, right? And the very people that he came to die for were the very people that rejected him. Do you know how difficult that is? To love people in spite of them not even loving you back? Jesus is testifying, Paul is testifying to the who? To the Jews. He's out here witnessing to the Jews. Look at the text. The text says that Jesus was the Christ because they had what I call hard unbelief. This was hard for them, for for Paul to do. But guess what? He was up for the challenge. And you know what's going to happen when you go out here witnessing? And some of you have experienced this this last time we went. And we're going out this Saturday at 11 o'clock. Amen. Guess what? We're going to hit the streets again. Okay? And you're going to be rejected. And and people are not going to accept the postcard. It's a postcard in your hand. They're not going to want to, you know, be greeted by you and all this other stuff. But guess what? You got to shake that off, man. Don't take this thing personal. Amen? Look what he says. But when they resisted, oh, I wish I had somebody. And what? And blasphemed. He shook out his what? I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. What happened when he went there? They rejected him. But what did he do? He shook out his garment and said to them, your blood be on what? Your heads. I am clean. Let me say this to you. I'm closing. I'm closing. I promise you. Watch this. Don't you worry about people rejecting you. Listen, I've been lied on. I've been talked about. <laughs> I've, been, I've been abused. I've been physically assaulted in church. I mean, and the list goes on. I'm battle tested. <laughs> and you are too. But when a person does not want to accept the message of Christ, you shake it off. The blood is no longer on your hand. But you know when the blood is on your hand? When you see a, a person, an unbeliever, and you don't say a word. The sin of what? Silence. As I close today, I just want to encourage you tonight. Know your environment. Go where the fish is. Tell your story. Start at home. Start practicing at home with your children, with the people around you. Don't take for granted that you're saved. Don't take that for granted. You may be saved, but let me say this to you. If your heart ain't right, blood is on your hands. Jesus said, Paul says, listen, From now on, look what he says. From now on, from now on what? Come on, somebody, read it for me. I will go to who? To who? (laughs) Can I just say this? Y'all understand what's going on? Paul says, I've been witnessing to these hard-headed people, Jews. They rejected me, they blasphemed me, they cussed me, they did all that stuff. Say, okay, you know what? I'm shaking it off. When you go out here and they lie on you, they talk about you, they don't want the message, say, okay, shake it off. You got to shake it off. And guess what you got to do? You got to go to the Gentiles. (laughs) You know who the Gentiles are? Had they not rejected Christ, we wouldn't be saved today. So therefore, you got to go find you some Gentiles. 
Find you some new places to go. Amen. But when you go there, make sure you don't look like them. Oh, I'm sorry, act like them. You can look like them, you can't act like them. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.